we present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Hello and welcome to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. You join us this week in Reading, a fine town steeped in a rich history. Britain's oldest known song was written here in about 1240. Its early English title, Summa is e Kumin in e sing cuckoo, which to our modern ear sounds quite meaningless, translates as Agadoo doo doo push pan. <laughs> William Lord, Archbishop of Canterbury from 1633, was born in Broad Street, where W.H. Smith stands, which is evidenced by the Lord family crest of a crossed pen and pencil set argent, <laughs> topped by readers' wives rampant. <laughs> Reading is proud to be the home of the Yellow Pages, and what a boon they are. If you want to unblock a toilet, they'll readily find you a... <laughs> they'll readily find your bulldozer to drive through the middle of Slough. <laughs> In Silver Street, but a stone's throw from this very theatre, is found the Oxford Arms, an ancient hostelry where hangmen used to take the condemned for a last drink before their execution in the town square. However, the tradition of going out for a few beers in preparation for dying in public <laughs> hasn't entirely disappeared here. <laughs> Let's meet the teams. <laughs> On my left, Barry Cryer and Graham Garden. And on my right, Tim Brooke Taylor and Jeremy Hardy. And eager as ever to score on the desk next to me, please welcome the ever delightful Samantha. <laughs> Right then, let's start with a game called Missed Hits. <laughs> it's all very well writers and producers churning out work for public entertainment, but the most important element is the title. For example, the words Alistair Cook's Letter from America are in themselves guarantee of an enthralling 30 seconds of stateside news packed into a 15-minute intake of breath. <laughs> But sometimes it all goes wrong. So, teams, I'd like to hear your suggestions, please, of films, books, TV, or radio programs guaranteed to flop for want of a decent title. Barry, will you start, please? So, Graham Gooch. <laughs> Jeremy. Captain Corelli's Stylophone. <laughs> Graham. Buffy the Vampire Slapper. <laughs> Tim. Bridget Jones' Diarrhea. <laughs> It'll be all Dennis Norden on the night. <laughs> There's a, a new Jerry Halliwell hit. Oh, yes. It's raining, then. <laughs> Groundhog Day 2. <laughs> Crouching Tiger, Hidden Cat Poo. The Lady Varnishes. <laughs> it was a song that never made it. I've got you under my sink. 
The Killing of Sister Wendy. <laughs> That's a hit, I think. Count up. <laughs> Madame Tussauds, Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> okay, the teams are going to perform in a music round now called One Song to the Tune of Another. <laughs> a concept which is well understood by everyone who keeps up with modern broadcasting techniques. So what happens, teams, is that we take a selection of songs and switch the words around between them. It might help to think of the songs as Grand Prix racing cars and their drivers. All the drivers could easily get out and swap cars in any combination, and it wouldn't matter which car with which driver. You'd still have the unrivaled spectacle of grown men dressed in romper suits driving mobile fag packets around in circles for two hours. <laughs> and teams, I can almost literally hear you thinking, surely the great man has overlooked something. I wonder which of you would be the first to spot that deliberate mistake. Oh, yes, what about Murray Walker? <laughs> Surely this wouldn't be complete without a constant stream of mistakes made by some incompetent banging on incomprehensibly in the background. <laughs> At the piano, we have Colin Searle. <laughs> OK, well... We're going to start with you, Barry. Will you please sing the words of Old MacDonald Had a Farm to the tune of Marlene Dietrich's lovely Falling in Love Again? <laughs> Old MacDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O <laughs> And on his farm he had some chicks, E-I-E-I-O And falling apart with a chick, chick, here and a chick Chick, they're here, a chick, they're a chick everywhere, a chick, chick, where am I? Old MacDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O, and on his farm he had some ducks I never collaborated, E-I-E-I-O. And a quack quack here And a quack quack there Here a quack <laughs> Okay, Tim now, will you sing the words of the Hallelujah Chorus to the tune of Oklahoma? <laughs> Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. The Graham, now, will you please sing the words of A Whiter Shade of Pale to the tune of Roll Out the Barrel? Now we skip the light fandango, turn cartwheels, cross the floor. 
I was feeling kind of seasick But the crowd called out for more Their room was humming harder As the ceiling flew away When we called out for another drink The waiter brought a tray All together now I know it was that later As the miller told his tale That a face at first just got me Turned a white shade of pale She said there is no reason And the truth is plain to see But I wandered through my playing cards And I would not let her be And finally... And finally, Jeremy. Big finish, Words big finish. laden with doom. <laughs> Will you please sing the words of Kesera Serat to the tune of When Johnny Comes Marching Home? It seems unlikely. <laughs> when I was just a little girl, hurrah, hurrah! I asked my mother, what will I be? Hurrah, hurrah! Will I be pretty? Will I be rich? Is what she said to me. Kesarasara, whatever will be, will be. <laughs> the future is not ours to see. Hurrah! Hurrah! Sara, what will be, will be. When I grew up and fell in love, I asked my lover, what will there be? Will there be rainbows day after day? This is what she said to me. Oh, for <laughs> she said to me, Kisra, Kisra, whatever will be, will be. Kisra, The future is not ours to see. What will be, will be. Now we have children of my own. They ask their mother, What will I be? Don't worry, Jeremy, I don't think anyone noticed. <laughs> OK, the entire nation has been gripped by election fever ever since Mr Blair decided to go to the country and found it was still shut. <laughs> we have something of an exclusive now with the teams putting their questions to those who hope to be our next Prime Minister. Broadcasting rules dictate that during an election campaign we have to give equal airtime to each possible contender. So this will be divided into three sections, the Labour interview, the Conservative interview, and tea and biscuits. <laughs> Actually, that's a little harsh on Charles Kennedy, whose speeches remind us of the powers of fine oratory displayed by that other famous Kennedy, Nigel. <laughs> Obviously, Mr Blair and Mr Haig couldn't be with us today, so instead... <laughs> Instead, we've captured several of their favourite words and expressions on an electronic sampler for each team to use in answer to various questions. Tim and Jeremy, in front of you is a remote control keypad on which are a number of buttons. Each one you press will elicit a popular word or phrase used by Tony Blair. You ask a series of questions, Mr Blair, and then provide the answers in his absence by pressing the appropriate buttons. OK, are you ready? Start your interview now, please. Prime Minister, I'd just like to test you on your knowledge of youth culture. Um, who had a hit last year with Real Slim Shady? I think the answer is Black Sabbath. No. <laughs> no, I'm afraid that's wrong. It's uh, Eminem. I think 
people will say, yes, that's true. And the answer is, absolutely not, Black Sabbath. But, <laughs> but I don't accept that. But it, it wasn't Black Sabbath. Education, education, <laughs> education. You're just trying to change the subject, aren't you? Yes, that's true. In your parliament, you've made many um, constitutional changes. Which institution are you most pleased to have abolished? The Labour Party. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Prime Minister. Good night. Black Sabbath. <laughs> Okay, your turn now, Barry and Graham. In front of you is an electronic keypad containing several of William Hague's best loved words and phrases. Incredible how small these gadgets are these days. <laughs> As you ask your questions of Mr. Hague, I'd like you to press the appropriate buttons in order to make up his reply. Ready? Huh. Okay, then start your questions now, please. Uh, Mr. Hague, the voters are all asking uh, how you lost your hair. From an early age, I was bashing it about. <laughs> yes. And that made your hair fall out. Um, the, um... I see. The, the campaign trail is notoriously very tiring. How do you relax? I believe in sticking up for conservative women. <laughs> And uh, how do they feel about that? Only one in eight are outraged. Thank <laughs> God. You started young in politics. How did your parents rate your early political activities? Poor. <laughs> Much worse. I was the ultimate humiliation. <laughs> and uh, what are your views on Tony Blair and Peter Mandelson? They remind me of conservative women. <laughs> Or Welsh asylum seekers. Black Sabbath. <laughs> we seem to have been joined, Mr. Hague. Uh, your own popularity is uh, pretty low, still, it could be worse. You could have been Anne Robinson. Or Welsh. <laughs> Mr. Hague, thank you. I say, let's play an old favourite now called <laughs> Cheddar Gorge. <laughs> Just one of a surprisingly large number of games with a title derived from place names. There's Felixstowe, an East Anglian game that involves hiding cat food. <laughs> then we have Fishguard, a Welsh game where you have to pick a soldier out of a river. <laughs> and, of course, we mustn't forget County Down, the game inspired by a Chinese space launch. <laughs> In Cheddar, Gorge, in Cheddar Gorge, the teams alternate one word at a time in order to make up a sentence which they're not allowed to complete. If I detect a full stop has been reached, Samantha has orders to firmly squeeze my horn, which... Uh, <laughs> which will sound like this. Tim, I'd like you to start, please. This week's subject is a day in the life of a penny. Off you go. I was going to... 
see a friend when I saw him lying by the sea, which was in the far distance of my perception, <laughs> comma, <laughs> although notwithstanding I held the place for a short while before I saw a very large and fulsome yet strangely <laughs> attractive lewd sorry lewd yeah, sorry <laughs> penny in my hand which was dirty enough before the penny was going up my <laughs> estimation. <laughs> However, I pushed the penny <laughs> immediately further into a nearby well where I saw a tiny little infinitesimal big Although it was medium-sized, <laughs> if you know what I am trying to <laughs> talk about freely in the vicinity of this very same theatre, which I <laughs> knew straight away to have <clears throat> a licence for something... <laughs> Do. Do. Here. <laughs> and... <laughs> Not much of a life, that penny. <laughs> oh, you got that around. becoming reminiscent of the, of the Reading Ring Road in Russia. The Reading Ring Road in Russia? It's time we moved on, I'm afraid. <laughs> I once asked, asked Marlene Dietrich what her pet hate was. Well, hum, she said as she switched off the alarm clock. No, <laughs> no one likes a name dropper. However, I think we can forgive Jeremy for mentioning earlier that he's descended from the naval officer Sir Thomas Masterman Hardy, who served so well under Nelson. And what a fine rear admiral Hardy often used to say to him. <laughs> In this game, each team conducts a conversation in which they must avoid all name-dropping. We'll start with you, Barry and Graham. Will you start your conversation now? Tim and Jeremy, you should challenge with the aid of your buzzer should you detect any famous names. Went out for a meet last night. Oh, where'd you go? Oh, nice place. Hey. Very posh. Spice of speciality. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I bet I know what Tim had. Well, Tim Curry. Tim <laughs> Rice. And I'm... <laughs> I bet he was noisy after that, wasn't he? Not a dicky bird. <laughs> no, no. Well, he wasn't like that at school. Fairbanks Junior? No, no. Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> Challenge from Tim. Did they say Michelangelo? No. 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 Where did you eat last night, then? Me? Well, Jeremy and I, we went down the caf at a, at a sarnie. You were pushing the boat out? No, well, we decided to have one sarnie and share. Ah. <laughs> Cherasani, Jeremy, hardly. 
<laughs> I'm happy with Madonna kebab. <laughs> Sarah. I can't say the buzzer's actually overheating. <laughs> your turn now, Tim and Jeremy. Would you begin your conversation now? And ears out, Barry and Graham. Lovely, isn't it? Lovely here. Lovely party, yeah. Look yeah. at Charles dance. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, uh, here comes Edith. What a dame, Edith. Heavens above. <laughs> <laughs> how many, um, if I may ask, I've often wondered, how many children have you? How many kids have I got? How many? Oh, <laughs> I, oh, now let me see. There's Jamie, Lee, Curtis, <laughs> Jennifer, Jason, Lee. Lee's the favourite, that's why I mentioned him twice. The youngest, I've just bought her, um, got her a new pony, actually, second-hand, Winona rider. <laughs> I've, uh, I've just gone into the paint business, you know. Um, yeah? A whole new range of paint <laughs> colours. Tell us what they are, then. Well, there's Graham Green, uh, Lionel Blue, Gordon Brown, Sid Cerise, Scylla Black, and Boutros, Boutros, Magnolia. <laughs> We've just started a cricket team, you know. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, tell Pete, me about it. Peter Bowles. Oh, you are going with, to. Um, with Helen Fielding. <laughs> Some people are very critical of the team. Wesley Snipes. <laughs> Good night, Jeremy. Good night. Helen. Challenge. <laughs> Challenge from Graham. Yeah, do you really sell paint? <laughs> I can let you have some. Yeah, because I wanted to watch some dry. <laughs> we have another musical round now called Swanee Kazoo, where the teams, the teams combine the ethereal delights of the swanee whistle with the impudent rasp of the kazoo. Yes, swanee and kazoo. Two words that go together as naturally as cannon and ball, Xmas and special, or scraping and barrel. <laughs> Piano accompaniment will be provided by Colin Sell, who was telling us earlier that he was handsomely rewarded last week for performing at a bachelor's concert. So if anyone needs a cheap catering pack of cup of soup, see Colin afterwards. <laughs> Tim and Jeremy, you, you, you can start by providing a version of do wa diddy diddy to feature Jeremy Hardy on the kazoo and Tim Brooke Taylor on the swanee whistle. Okay, you now, Barry and Graham, would you provide a version of Getting to Know You from The King and I, featuring Barry Cryer on the kazoo and Graham Garden on the swanee whistle.
Well, I notice it's very nearly the end of the show, but there's still time to squeeze in a round of Beekeepers Film Club. As a matter of fact, Samantha's just started keeping bees and already has three dozen or so. She says she's got an expert handler coming round to give a demonstration. He'll carefully take out her 38 bees and soon have them flying round his head. <laughs> So, while she's away doing that, I'd like the teams to provide film titles likely to prove popular with an audience of beekeeping enthusiasts. Graham, will you start, please? Lady Windermere's Bee. <laughs> Stinging in the rain. With Jean Jelly. <laughs> Planet of the Apiaries. <laughs> Honey, I stung the kids. <laughs> Silence of the Bees with Hannibal Nectar. <laughs> Pollen Academy. The Cruel Bee. The Sting. <laughs> Pollen Academy 2. <laughs> the Cook, the Thief, His Wife and Her Bee. And Her Bee Rides Again. Right. <laughs> Pollen Academy 3. <laughs> Temporarily blinded bee, bedazzled. <laughs> Bring me the hive of Alfredo <laughs> Garcia. And the so bee who shot Liberty Valance. <laughs> <laughs> the bee in the iron mask. <laughs> Twelve angry bees. <laughs> Be her. <laughs> By Cecil Wasp DeMille. So, ladies and gentlemen. Citizen B. So, ladies and gentlemen, as the actress of time said to the Bishop of Destiny, that's that finished your game for another week. So, from the team, Samantha, myself, and the good folk of Reading, it's goodbye. Barry Cryer, Graham Garden, Jeremy Hardy, and Tim Brooke Taylor would be given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme consultant was Ian Pattinson, and the producer was John Naismith. Well, you may be interested to know that there are now six audio cassettes of the programme on the BBC Radio Collection, as well as three books published by Orion, including The Little Book of Mornington Crescent. These books are currently available from most book and record shops.